the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Jim Caviezel is in studio with us. A good man and uh, and a friend. We grew up kind of together. I mean, we went to the same uh, elementary school. And you were, what, two years behind me, Jim? No, I was... I was in third grade when you were in eighth grade. Oh, okay. But I saw you first, second, and third grade. <laughs> and you remember it. I remember you in the wide-legged corduroy <laughs> pants. Yep, that was me. Robert, was it Robert, Robert Conine, uh, Rosecrans, oh, yeah. um, Peter Janicki? Yeah, oh my gosh. And, we're, and so we rode the bus, uh, school bus together. I remember you. I remember you jumping up and down uh, up on uh, Peter Janicki's shoulders. I remember uh, um, Sister Agnes Joseph coming to our class and said she just saw you debate the entire class. Michael Rosencrantz told me that 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 that, that boy is a genius, and she was yeah, saying well, that none she, of the, none of those stories are and true. Janicki was pretty pretty <laughs> yeah, genius too. Yeah, none of those stories but are I true. Just, but uh, uh, so, how are you? I'm good. Yeah. Now you're in a uh, new film uh, called uh, Paul, Apostle of Christ. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It comes out. When does it come out? Um, March 23rd. Okay. You last time I saw you, you had um, you were still reeling from you know uh, the temptation, not temptation of Christ, but uh, the uh, passion of the passion of Christ. Uh, and you were you were still reeling from that, and you, I think you are one of the bravest men I think I've ever met. One of the most loyal men to God that I have ever met, uh, and uh, and I think um, wrongfully persecuted for what you've what you've done, the standards that you have taken. You've been very careful and very true. When you when you were in school, when we were there together, mm-hmm. uh, you made a promise to God. You, can you talk about that? I was given a gift, and I um, I think it's very difficult for um, God to give certain people gifts because once they get the opportunity, it starts out being you know here God I'll give you all that, and it becomes a uh, you know, nine for you, one for me, and then eventually becomes nine for me, one for you. Yeah. So um, I just said that I would make the kind of films that would, uh, um, you know, affect people's lives. Like, it, you know, it's a wonderful life. It, you know, when I met Jimmy Stewart, I was a waiter for him. And uh, I uh, was went and got him a drink and... I was working at a party and they told me I couldn't, you know, speak to any of the celebrities. And I saw that guy and I thought, well, I could, you know, get fired for talking to him. So at the time I applied to the U.S. Naval Academy. I applied three different times and didn't get in. Mm -hmm. I had a shot at West Point and I told him, you know, I know that you flew the Liberators over Germany. And he was just shocked that I knew. Here I am, you know, Mm -hmm. 19 years old, 20 years old, and I knew so much about him. And um, I, I think that um, and Clooney told me one time, uh, George said that when they were at Rose, uh, he was with Rosemary, his aunt, and they were at Stewart's house, and the, on the TV was his Academy Award, and Stewart said, you know, I wish I had done more. 
And, and here's a guy that made arguably one of the greatest films ever made. I watch it every year. It's a yeah. wonderful life. Yeah. And I, I wanted to have that kind of effect on a people, but I, it was always God through me that would make these films great. Is it true that you said, uh, I want to play you? No, I said, I don't want them to see me. I want them only to see you. And that became the difference. And to do that was on the cross, yes, I felt um, the love that he had for me. But when I asked him to come closer like that, he said, you may not like what you're going to get. And I said, as long as they see you, that's all that matters. And what I felt was a broken heart because our Lord's not loved by most of his children. And, you know, I tell people, I know God loves you. And and if you don't know that, then, you know, kind of live the life that um, that makes people feel that. But those that say that that have accepted that, you know, you know, just get up in the, in the morning and tell uh, Jesus that you love him. He needs to hear that, too. You are you would have gotten along with Hollywood a long time ago with the Jimmy Stewart's of the world. Ma'am. I think they were more like you. Right. Um, now, not so much. Not so much. Um, and yet you are you are consistently amazing in every role I have ever seen you in. You are just you know, tremendous. Glenn, I've said this before. Um, the, the, the Hollywood at best, you know, if that really is the world, at best, it, it can only like you because the love, it, it does not come from man. It comes from God. So at best, Hollywood can like you, and I can prove it to you. When you go to the Academy Awards, mm. former winners are on the sideline. People are making over it's over the the current winner, and and you look some of the films and the substance that's coming out of them, and, you, and they're making all over that. People will give up everything for a red carpet. But the question you have to ask yourself is: Do you want to be liked by many or loved by one? I have a friend. Uh John Irwin from the Irwin brothers and they just made a film. Um, uh, what's the name of it? Uh, yeah, I can only imagine came out this weekend supposed to make $2 million. It's a faith film. It's really good. Um, it has Dennis Quaid in it. It's supposed to make two, $2 million. It made $17 million. It's, it's only in 1600 theaters. It was number three. Wow. This weekend. Yeah. That means the per square, uh, per, per screen average was more than the, the two films yeah. prior to, uh, that are ahead of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's over $10,000 a screen. Yeah. That's extraordinary. Yeah. Um, and you're not reading about it anywhere, but no, you uh, won't. yeah, but it, since you were in passion, things have changed. You don't need Hollywood as much as, as you did. The system, um, you know, the, the, the truth is out there. Um, and it's not going to go away. And, uh, you know, the Earl, the uh the, the guy, brothers yeah he yeah. came up one of the i don't know which one but anyway john did, he did the steve mcqueen documentary did you see that american yeah. icon yeah yeah he handed it to me when i walked out and i went home and i watched it and here I mean, we can arguably say that steve mcqueen was one of the greats um a physical actor uh a guy who uh was absolutely the king of cool um, but what was cool about him he was hot about something. He was an orphan kid, essentially. And I watched this documentary. It just moved me to tears. And that uh, even at the end, he was searching 
for something greater, and he said there was a recording of him that his wife gave out, and he said that he'd wished he had touched more people's lives uh, from uh, Jesus. And Billy Graham was there at the end of his life, and he uh, he was looking for his Bible as he was dying, and uh, Billy Graham gave him his Bible. Who He was a great that just passed away, and, and yeah. without Billy Graham, we would not have you know, had the the reaction from America, we needed his support and he gave it to us on the Passion of the Christ. What do you think about the the division uh, between our faith sometimes, you know, between, you know, the Baptists and the Catholics and the Mormons and the Protestants and everything else? What do you, how do we, how do we solve that and come together on bigger issues? <laughs> well, it's certainly not going to be uh, beating you over the head. I mean, if God wanted to, he certainly could beat us over the head. Yeah. Isn't he, though? What? Beating us over the head. I think he is starting to beat us over the head. Well, it, can, it eventually can come to that. But right now, the I mean, there is a wrath or a justice that's mm. coming if we don't uh, essentially... Um, look, I, I really feel that the, the ideal way would be love that he... We we would just naturally turn to him, and that I got that at a young age, um, but uh, the uh, we have an opportunity right now to decide where we want to go. As far as you know, our all feeling, I do believe there is one truth, and we'll know that mm. one day in heaven. If there were many uh, truths, there would not be a truth, and there would be much divisions in heaven what there is probably the, the, the right way. But um, I look at Jesus and he did not beat people over the head with, you know, either t- uh, turn or burn. Now that is out there, mm-hmm. but it's um, w- what I find is that you have the truth years ago that would all, it would be given to us just, just truth. And then essentially that would become fire and brimstone. And now it's Mike all grace you know, all love and forgiveness and everything, but then that becomes sentimental hogwash. Our Lord is both truth and grace. Are you happy? Yes. <laughs> when, I, when I came in here, I was a little frustrated. <laughs> but generally, yes, because I know that I'm, you know, I, I have a future forever with Jesus, you know, in heaven. And I, t- I tell people that, you know, I do believe and I do believe it's worth dying for and I know I'm going to die someday Um, and I I tell people that because you know I tell people yes our Lord loves you but I I don't always feel that it's it it is hard but you know come hell or high water you do the right thing no matter what you just try to keep doing I want to I want to talk to you a little bit about that (laughs) because doing the hard thing or doing the right thing is really hard and you're a guy who has actually walked that walk you've really walked that walk hey you know you know Marcus Luttrell that was the last event we were at yeah 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 Marcus uh reached out to me because I put in the movie the Count of Monte Cristo God will give me justice and he wrote that on the cave wall yeah and then uh he we became close and he uh i was the last time i was with him i was with him and chris kyle and i never saw him again obviously that night we went on a great night and he wanted to just talk about that but how many soldiers that come up to me in the airports 
uh, and you know, special forces guys just ask me about Jesus. That I said, do you really believe in that? I mean, does you know, I heard you suffer? I heard you, you know, were struck by lightning and had open heart surgery. That they, that that you went through horrible pains. Do you really believe in that stuff? And why are they asking me that? And then eventually they talk about, you know, I've had to take somebody's life uh, yeah. by my own hand. Yeah. And what that's like. And is there a place in heaven for me? You know, almost like daring God. It reminds me of Gary Sinise in Forrest Gump when he's up at the top of that tower and says, yeah. all right, God, it's you and me. Yeah. And I just love to, I, yeah. I identify with them. Yeah. That, that uh, there are people out there that will, will suffer whatever it takes because they feel a brotherhood and I feel that brotherhood with our Lord and I want to let them know that they're loved. I'm back with Jim Caviezel here in just a second. He's got a new movie out uh, called uh, Paul, Apostle of Christ. It is in theaters Friday, the 23rd. That's this Friday. You can find out more about it at paulmovie.com. Twitter handle at paulmovie. And you play Luke. I do. Tell me about it. Well, it's the, the, the film is right at the end of Paul's life, like the last two weeks, and he's in the Mamertine prison in Rome. And this is during the one of the biggest terror reigns of Christians, which was during Nero. And I basically uh, get into the prison and, um, and try to bring his message of hope to the Christian communities that are barely alive in that area. And, of course, they're crucifying and burning them, um, using them as light fixtures uh, all over Rome. And um, I'm trying to give his message of hope, and he really doesn't have the message that they're looking for. They don't know what to do. And so, really, the film, uh, when I read it, I said, wow, this is now. Uh, This is just, we're all playing characters in Scripture right now. You know, often people, when they look at the Bible, they say, oh, it's a piece of history. It's not the same as if, you know, if you were to go back, you know, we were just talking about Berlin, you know, mm-hmm. or, or Germany. And that's a history. You try mm-hmm. to learn from history. But this is something quite uh, extraordinary when you read Scripture because it it, perme- it goes permeates your brain into your heart and uh, bypasses it and goes into that. And it's really, and we're all playing a different character, you know. Mm-hmm. I got to play Jesus in the passion, but some of us, you know, get to play Judas and some play are the Pharisees and some are Herod and that's playing out right now. The Pharisees, I mean, the real problem there was the hypocrisy and there's where a lot of us are Pharisees right now. Yes. And there are Judases out there too. Youthful. You've, um, you've taken quite a hit your whole career. How it gets you through what do you i mean your low points you know you've had you, you are a great actor and because of what you believe they you, you're not uh you're not asked to be in all of the all of the great films mm-hmm. how do you get through that i get through it because i was in the greatest film there ever was <laughs> you know look the i uh I almost never uh, became an actor. I almost never did The Passion of the Christ. I almost never married my wife, Carrie. I almost never adopted my three children. Um, both, all three of them uh, had two had tumors. One had the cancer, sarcoma. 
And uh, I thought, well, I'm not the kind of guy that can adopt. You know, I'm just not, I'm too selfish. That would have been the worst mistake of my life if I had almost not done those things. The path of Christ is hard. It is the road less traveled. Uh, It is, but it is one that is beyond I ever anything I've ever experienced, and um, I know it's the way for me. I know, yeah, sure, I've pouted and played the victim, but I realize that yeah, it's not really going to get it done. Um, victim is not a strong strong position. Pat Gray is just uh, join us from the uh, Pat Gray Radio Roundup or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Whatever it's, it's called, radio it uh, happens after this program. Pat, Jim Caviezel, <laughs> Jim, Pat, Jim. We've met actually before. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. But, but I just but I wanted to make sure that yeah. <laughs> I was being a gracious host here. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. Good to see you again, though. Good to see you too. Pat. So, have you been, uh, Jim? Have you been down to uh, Waco? Have you seen? Uh, you know, Chip and Joanna Gaines? No, I don't. Do you? Uh, do you know of them? No, I don't. Oh, you got it. Oh, you're me. Oh, they're great. Do you watch TV at all? Or you've? I watch. I watch a little bit. You know, here yeah. and there. I'm, obviously, I'm just doing a lot of the. You know, I know you're making it. And, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but uh, I was down in Waco. I w- went down to the this weekend silos. That that place is it's amazing. Has totally transformed. I mean, these are these people are they're so good, uh, and uh, and people are flocking from all over the country. And they've con- completely uh, repositioned Waco, Texas, because yeah. Waco was what it was Branch Wack- Davidian. It was yeah. Wacko Waco. And now they've trans- transformed it into this desirable place to go to. Yeah, see and it's business. really it's it's amazing because here they are these they're they're people really pretty much like you mm-hmm. uh, that just kind of live their principles and and you know they're not ashamed of their faith and they do this little show on you know HGTV and it's it's turned into this monster uh, and I don't think people in the I don't think people in New York or Los Angeles really even understand it. Uh, you know, they think, well, it's a husband and wife. No, it, no, it's their principles and their values that really set them apart. And they've mm-hmm. just, there was probably a hundred thousand people down there. I bet. I mean, it was crazy. It's, it's always just jam packed. Yeah. And they're not even there. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy what they've done. Yeah. But everybody there is hoping for a glimpse, you know, maybe this is the day they'll be running out and no, I, I don't, don't know, <laughs> straightening the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Straightening things up. Uh, so, so Jim is here cause um, he's uh, in a new movie, Paul apostle of Christ. And you know, Jim, I was, um, uh, I, I love, I love the story of Paul. Um, but the thing that sticks in my mind in Paul's life, um, well, there's many things, uh, but but when he's on the wrong side, you know, at the uh, at the death of James, he's he's mentioned just hold, give me your coat, go get, kill him. Oh, Stephen or Stephen, yeah, thank you. Um, he's 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 standing there and he's listening to Stephen and he's help riling up the crowd. And he doesn't do any of the beating himself, beating him to death. He mm-hmm. just says, "Give me your, give me your, give me your, give me your cloak. I'll hold it for you." Yeah, essentially, <laughs> handing probably taking their cloaks and handing them stones and have at him. Yeah, and just, just I mean, it's real evil manipulation. I mean, yeah. where he was the guy kind of behind the crowd. Yeah, but I think that when Stephen called out, you know, I see this son of man repeating the words of of Jesus, I see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Father coming in the clouds of heaven. 
that reflection in his eyes, he probably saw our Lord right there and probably was the beginning of the end of Saul. How difficult would it be for you if you knew that Saul was coming your way and uh, and uh, you were told, uh, you know, Jim, I need you to go give him a blessing real quick. How difficult would that be for you? I think that would have been terrifying. Well, of course, but, you know, I, I look at the uh, what just... The, some of the videos and pictures that I saw from what ISIS did to Christians last year um, during um, Good Friday where they literally executed them by crucifixion. And I I think the modern-day Christians really have to understand that, you know, we're all going to die someday. And, um, you know, being in heaven... I want to, I'd rather be known as someone who did something for Jesus than spending eternity without doing much uh, for him. Do you spend any time in the Middle East recently? I, yes, I did shoot a movie out there, The Stoning of Sariah M., and um, that really exposed uh, Sharia law. And uh, um, and it's it just extraordinary what, what um, happens to women uh, there. Yeah. And, I played a guy named Freyadim Saramjam, who was a uh, guy who was just out there to write a story uh, about the Hayatollah takeover of the Shah, and there was a peaceful movement and whatnot. And and uh, out of this comes this uh, woman's story of um, being uh, stoned to death, and that the stonings still take place. Um, so it was a. a I, I don't feel we had a lot of help from many of the groups here, um, you know, many of the women groups that weren't there to to help. Their I will tell you that it's it's been encouraging to us. We've yeah. raised probably thirty million dollars now yeah. uh, to get some of these Christians out. We've we've taken seven thousand out of the Middle East. Uh, we're rescuing uh, that's great slaves and yeah. and and it's remarkable yeah. that there is a there. While it's not talked about, there is this, this I don't know, underground, would you call it, Pat? This kind of mm-hmm. this, something that's not on the surface and nobody's talking about, but there is real concern for that and, and real, the people really helping. Good. A lot of people are helping, but they're doing it in, uh, in, uh, in the, uh, in quiet ways or yeah. working in a, like you say, the yeah. underground. Yeah, the um, the Christians are uh, unlike anything I've ever met. Chaldeans, Christians, Syrians, extraordinary. They're, I mean, yeah. they're just they're they are they are not like anything I've ever met. They're committed. Yeah, you know they have to be, and and they are. They, you know what? I, I read a, a quote this weekend I'd written down a long time ago, and I've forgotten all about it. They tend church, not attend church. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. they're tending every day. They're, they are there. They know what it is. It's not just a place they go to every Sunday. Yeah. And they take it seriously because it doesn't come easy for them like it does us. You know, when you have to fight for something and, and put your life on the line for something, I think that changes you inside a little bit. It makes you more, makes you more committed. And yeah, they, well, they definitely saying, are. Yeah. And we get so fat and lazy over here on everything mm-hmm. that we don't know. Yeah. We, it has no value. 
has no value. It's a great line in the film where Paul says, to live is Christ, to die is gain. You know, I'm sure many of those Chaldean, Syrian Christians and Coptics um, believe in the same way. You know? Yeah. Is it true on another topic that that um, there's a Passion of the Christ sequel coming? Yes. And you were signed on for that? Yes. Yeah. Wow. As Jesus? Yes. Wow. Well, he'd have to be, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, well, I mean, you know, it's the next now day. Now I've turned it's into been, John, so no. <laughs> surprise! I mean, you don't you don't really look that different. You work out and all that crap all the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, That's overrated. For, fortunately, well, I have to because it, there's so much of the work that you do is involves stunt. So if you mm. don't. Uh, keep that up your especially on that i mean on that one you were i mean that one was pretty uh, you know that's was pretty serious yeah struck by lightning yeah last shot of the movie very last shot Mm. what 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 went through your i mean besides juice what went through your head (laughs) on that (laughs) i i I was i was scared you know just but it wasn't my time you know it was it, I had physical problems, you know, with electrical uh, heart and everything like that after that. And I was on a lot of medication. So in 2009, I had my first heart surgery. And then 2014 wow. was my was open heart uh, at Cleveland Clinic. And they saved my life. And it was because of that? It was yes. because of the... I mean, it was, it was a combination of mm. the, the uh, uh, lightning bolt um, and then, uh, then the, the hypothermia. And then the the, um, um, the pneumonia. Mm. Have you thought about suing Mel? I mean, just <laughs> taking it for everything that he's worth. He's worth a few bucks now. You might want to yeah. think about that. He's a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. I, I, he is. He is. He, you know, I don't know him at all, but uh, in meeting him, he's he's really quite brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a he's a freak show. Yeah, I mean, you know, going like at a, about a, like a Michael Jordan, yeah. he'd be the Michael Jordan of in yeah. my business of what he can do. You know, he has the he. It's extraordinary with him because you know, I mean, you see him in Hamlet. He can do Hamlet. He yeah. can do his range. Yeah, his humor. Yeah. Um, but uh, just you know, even looking at Lethal Weapon, and when uh, Steve McAvity who produced The Passion. Produced uh, lethal weapon with Mel, and you know at the opening of the movie, he takes a uh, gun and he's going to put it in his mouth, and and he uses a bullet, and you know, and uh, he's going to commit suicide. And just how he layers, uh, takes the mm-hmm. uh, uh, if you have an onion, he just peels it away. And later on, he's up on top of the building. This guy's going to commit suicide. And he's he's smoking a cigarette up on the building. He's like, come on, man, it's not good to commit suicide. It's really bad for your health, you know? And and you're laughing your head off because you know this guy just tried to take it. But how he just sets it up mm-hmm. and he gets you focused over here. He's smoking mm-hmm. a cigarette. Here, you want to drag? And mm-hmm. and, he, and then he throws up another ball up in the air. And then while you're looking over here, he's sleight of hand. He puts the cuffs on the guy's wrist. And, mm-hmm. and, and then um, he's like, oh, you jerk, I'm going to jump. He goes, do you really want to do it? Do you? You know, I want to do it. And so you go, no, <laughs> right. the movie's right. over. Yeah. Jumps off. And then, of course, they don't show it. But then he they jump on that big old bag. Here, this yeah. guy's nuts. You hear that? <laughs> Mel goes, oh, that's fun. Let's do it again. <laughs> but that that that's just... I mean, that's flat out, straight up Gibson. Is when when do you go into production with this? 
Um, I heard when I was speaking to him last time, he says, I'd like to be going, and he gave me a certain date by the, that particular you're time. You're not going to give it to us. Well, I, that's, I, that's fine. I'm yeah. not looking for a scoop. But uh, no, he's, he, he just said he would like to be going at this particular time. But see, this is the one, two, three. He's on the fourth draft of the script. Is it he's, in Aramaic? So I, I started talking to him about this five years ago, and nothing was mentioned. Then last year, uh, both Randall Wallace, who wrote, has been yeah. writing the script, they yeah. wrote Braveheart together. Yeah, yeah. And just Smart to show guy. you how hard it is, that blueprint is everything. And then um, now he's on the fourth draft of this thing. So he finally broke it. That's why I never said anything about it, but he finally figured it out. It's kind of like mm. Thomas Edison gets yeah. to the end. And you go through the alphabet. So by way of analogy, <laughs> he starts at A, he gets to Z. And then he goes, oh my gosh, I figured it out. But now he has to go back to A and yeah. start all over again. Yeah. But he's figured, finally figured yeah. it out. Jim, good to see you. Thank you so much. Uh, the movie opens up uh, this Friday. It is Paul, Apostle of uh, Christ, starring Jim Caviezel. You don't want to miss it. It is opening in theaters everywhere. It is paulmovie.com. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.